Hey, good morning again, and uh, we have uh, we have some special visitors today. Actually, they're family, right? Family right here. They they made it. They made it. It's been a, an interesting week, you know. We we got Thanksgiving. We got all the family around. Then we got the daughter all hitched up, and. Uh, I'm fairly depleted, but I'm going to, you know, we sang that song because I just love that verse, as your day, so shall your strength be. You know, he's, he'll give you the strength when you need it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I'm depleted, we're depleted, uh, God gives us the strength to do what he calls us to do, always. That's a promise that God gave to us. And underneath us are his everlasting arms. Isn't that beautiful? Sometimes I just imagine just kind of like falling back. You know that game you play with kids? Mm-hmm. As a kid, you fall back. Let me try that. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> just fall back, and the arms are there to catch you. You know, and his arms are there to catch us. And that's amazing. That is wonderful. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Today, I want to uh, kind of continue this Thanksgiving theme uh, we, we had it last week and this week as well, and, and uh, I want to I start with these verses up on the screen here, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. These are some of the most powerful verses, I think, just incredible verses. I, actually, I've been, in my, in my quiet time, been looking at these verses for uh, over two months. Every other day, though, not every day. Every other day for almost two, over two months. There's just so much there, and, and God has so much to, to, to say to us about these things. I also like the New Living Translation where he says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of worry in our world today, in our private worlds, but in the world at large as well. And and if there's something we need, it's God's peace. It's God's peace, so it's not the world's peace. Jesus said, you know, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. But but it's so so desperately, desperately needed today. Uh, Someone who studied this, uh, they estimated that, uh, he said, it's been estimated that there are more theories and books on the subject of anxiety than any other in the entire field of medicine. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's probably a, still a lot. A lot. And he says the answer is found in these two verses, prayer and thanksgiving, or prayer and praise. You know, the, the, the old English word uh, for worry uh, actually meant to strangle, to strangle. You know, worry is like that. It kind of gets around your throat and you start, you know, it's like you can't breathe. 
It's like strangling the life out of us. And that's, uh, that's something that, that he's talking about here in these verses. But, but I, I found it interesting, and as I've been looking at it and reading it, you know, there's prayer and, and, and telling God and, 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 that, and prayer and supplication. And that. But right in the very middle, I found these words, with thanksgiving. Because we can pray and pray and pray, but if there's no thanksgiving, there's something kind of missing in this piece, in this puzzle, in this uh, thing that, that uh, Paul is talking about here in Philippians chapter 4. He said there in that New Living Translation, thank him for all he has done. You know, I had to ask myself, why, why, is, why is that in the middle there? What, it, what, is, what is he trying to say with that there? I think, I think what, it, what it is is that when we're giving thanks, we're not focusing on ourselves and we're not focusing on, on our problems, what my, you know, things that I'm worrying about. But if we're giving thanks, we're thinking about what someone else has done. Is it easy to do? Is it easy to be a thankful person? Not always. I read this in uh, one of my uh, studies at Precept Austin, which I recommend highly. Uh, this is one of the ones I use a lot. They have you know, verse-by-verse studies in, in uh, many, many of the books. But he said, Thanksgiving, gratitude is an attitude that needs to be consciously developed and deliberately cultivated. Consciously developed and deliberately cultivated. It's something you have to decide to do. We're not, we're not normally, naturally thankful people, right? In fact, we think that we're entitled. Why should I be thankful? You know, you should, you know that's what I should get. You ever, you ever let somebody out in traffic? You know, you slow down, you wave them on, and they go through. And they don't even bother to say thank you. Because they're entitled. But we're all like that. But next time someone lets you out, just wave or something. Even though you're thinking like, well, they should have done that anyways. This is something that, you know, is, is consciously developed and deliberately cultivated. Uh, you know, I, I actually started working on this, not this week, but the week before. Because Norman was, and what a wonderful message. God's purpose. Wasn't that good? God's purpose and, and, and finding and fulfilling what God's purpose is for our lives. But I was preparing that, and, I was, and to be honest with you, I was having a really hard time. I don't even know why. Maybe uh, uh, attacks of the enemy, maybe just emotional issues. You know, your daughter doesn't get married every other week. I don't, I don't even know, but life is hard, and sometimes it's hard to even be thankful. It's hard to even say thank you because you're so stirred up in your own stuff. You ever, anybody ever feel that way, or am I the only one? Thanks, Donnie. There's one. You know, this is, this is our life, you know. This is, this is what we face, and, and uh, I think that, that we need to... to to, to ask God, how does he want us to, to be? What kind of people does he want us to be? Uh, in Romans chapter 1, it, it talks about you know, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, that they're, they're seen, that people can see them. He said, 
But he goes on to say, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. See, this is the way of the world, not to be thankful to God for anything, even though you see God's hand, even though you know that he's actually there, you, you know, it's a choice. And then our, our, you know, our, our thinking becomes futile and our hearts are darkened. This word, uh, thanksgiving, does anybody know what the, the Greek word is? Tony. Eucharist. Eucharist. That's an interesting word, Eucharist. When, when I say the word Eucharist, what, what comes to your mind? Communion. Communion, yeah. yeah. I mean, most, most of us here in this state, and, and that's kind of the Eucharist is, is you know, the, the, the having of communion, right? And it's like every, every Sunday you have the, the Eucharist and all that. But, but it really didn't start out that way. And really the meaning of the word, and this word for thanksgiving, is the word Eucharist. And there's different forms of the word. But, but really it's, it's two words put together, E-U-U and charist, which is where we get our word for what? Grace. Charis, grace. And, and, and you, E-U, means well. So really kind of what it is is this, this idea of well and favor. And so what it, what it, you put these together and what it means is that you're mindful of favor. And it leads to gratefulness. It leads to thankfulness that, that God has shown us his grace. And, and we can be thankful. They, they use that term in the early you know, church. You know, and, and I think the connection with the, the Lord's Supper is that they would, they would commemorate the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, and, and they, would, they would do it with thanksgiving. Not as a ritual, but, 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 but as something that they were just so thankful for what Jesus has done. You know, I thought, well, maybe we should have communion today. But then I thought, you know what, that, that, what I want to say about this, this is a daily thing. It's not just where we have communion together. This is where we're mindful and, and, and thankful to God for what he's done. And, and I think as we see in these verses here, this is an essential, essential part uh, of the path to peace. You know, as I said, life is not easy. And so if we wait till it gets all easy and good, and then we're going to be thankful people, I don't think that's what God has in mind for us, is it? I don't think that's where peace comes in. I think, I think it's this, is, is, is that God wants us to be Romans eight twenty eight people, where we know that all things work together for good. All things. We saw it in these verses there. In everything. In everything, he says. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. In everything. That God is sovereign. This is, this is, this is a, the, the study of who God is, the theology that we profess. But do we actually live it? Do we actually, you know, does it actually, you know, control who we are? That this God is sovereign. That he is omniscient, that he knows all things, that he's omnipotent, that he's able to do and handle all things, that he's omnipresent, that he's actually there on the scene. You know, things aren't going so well, and you say, well, where's God? But he's there. He's there. And so to even be thankful uh, in the middle of of the most difficult things, uh, Warren Wiersbe says it takes faith to be 
thankful to thank him for uncomfortable circumstances. It takes faith to thank God, even in the middle of uh, st- stuff that's, that's hard and, and you don't like it and it's just not good. But to find a place of thankfulness in the middle of that, that's why I'm saying it's right in the middle of this verse. It's hard, we're worried, we're anxious, but the path to peace leads through prayer and thanksgiving. Daniel, you remember Daniel in the Old Testament? Anybody remember Daniel? One or two of you. You know, Daniel, he, he, had, he had some pretty rough situations in his life too, didn't he? And, and you know, the king announced, and, and it was kind of a trap by Daniel's enemies, uh, you know, the king made this announcement that, uh, you know, for, for this amount of time, nobody is to pray to anybody except him, the king. And it was a trap, really, to, to, to get to Daniel. But it says that Daniel, he went to his room, and he opened his windows, and he prayed as before. And this is what it says. It says, he prayed, and he gave thanks before his God, and he made supplications. That, this is the habit of his life. He prayed. This is what Paul's saying here. Pray and supplicate and give thanks. That's what uh, uh, Daniel did. He prayed, and he gave thanks. And he made supplications. So we say, well, how did that turn out? You think about that particular situation. How did it turn out? What was the penalty if you prayed to any other God? You were going to get thrown into a den of hungry lions. And, and so did, did uh, Daniel's praying and giving thanks make that not happen? No. He actually still got thrown into the den with the lions. But... but it's like in the middle of the lion's den, Daniel is like there and he's got peace. Now, in that particular case, the lions didn't even eat him up, did they? It doesn't necessarily mean if things even get worse that we still can't have peace in the middle. You you read stories of of, uh, different people who were persecuted who became martyrs for the faith, and and there they are on their knees with the peace of Christ before they're about to be burned at the stake. So it's not just when things go well to have this peace that he wants for us. But even in the middle of it, You think this story about Daniel, Daniel was just like, he was was good. The king, what what was the king doing? It says the king was up all night. And that's what worry does. Any of you ever worry all night? You wake up, maybe you sleep for an hour, you wake up and you're so focused and worried about something. The king was up worried all night long. Daniel was there, was like chilling out with these lions probably named each one, you know. But it was his habit, you see. It was his habit that he he developed this habit and it was deliberate that he prayed and he gave thanks. He prayed and he gave thanks. He just didn't pray, God, I need this, I want this, help me with this. But he he, he prayed and he gave thanks. God, you are the God who can do all things. You are the God who, you know, all things work together for the good. You are the God who is here. You are the God who, uh, you know, has the power to handle it all. You're the one who can actually do something about all this. 
So many scriptures, I'm just going to kind of blast through a bunch of them, but there's so many scriptures that tell us how important it is. You know, in 1 Chronicles 16, it says that, that people were actually appointed. People were chosen, appointed to minister, it says, to make petitions, to pray, and what? And to give thanks. They said, this is what we want you to do. They were appointed to do that. That's, that seems pretty conscious. That, that seems pretty deliberate, don't you think? One of the things that they were to say was, Save us, O God, our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name, that we may glory in your praise. Second Chronicles, it says that uh, they were facing this huge battle, right? And this is one of my favorite chapters in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles, Jehoshaphat, it says he's facing this battle and it was the, the odds were way, way against him. But he prayed, they all prayed, and, and then, uh, you know, they're, they're getting ready to face this battle. It says that Jehoshaphat, he appointed men to sing to the Lord, to praise him for the splendor of his holiness, as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. They were facing odds that were, you know, really, really bad. But what did they do? They, they sent someone at the very beginning saying, give thanks to the Lord. Is that what you and I do? I don't think so. But, but how did that turn out for them? Miraculous intervention. Psalm 100, we sang about it today. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, We know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus. We know what's going to happen and present us with you in his presence. He says, This is the grace that is reaching more and more people, and it may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Why? Because we know what's going to happen. The word of God has explained it to us so you and I can be thankful. I know where I'm going. You know, you think about the, the kinds of things in this world that just like hammer, hammer, hammer. You know, uh, first it's the, this variant, right? And now we're going to all freak out about the Omicron. Uh, and someone said, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm thinking about this. You know what? The Bible tells us what? That God is the Alpha and the Omega. See, Omicron is just a Greek letter. But, but the Bible says that he is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first letter of the Greek alphabet. The last letter. He, he's, he's in control. Are we going to trust him or what the world wants us to trust and look at? This is important right now, and, and, and can we be thankful, even the, in the middle of all the fear and the worry and the anxiety, can we look to the Lord and say, you are the Alpha and the Omega. I can't, I can't you know, get swallowed up by all these things. I love what Ephesians 5, verses 19 and 20 talk about, because, you know, I love music, and, and he says, speak to one another with psalms, and hymns, and spiritual songs. He says, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. And verse 20 says, always, always, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's part of what we sing. We don't sing these, you know, sad songs and we're so worried and we're... No, we, we want to, you know, sing worship and, and praise and giving thanks to God because He's still going to work it all out. Can someone say amen? amen? Okay, I heard you, Bruce. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1 says that, that we would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience in the middle of all the trials and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. The strength's got to come from him. As your day, so shall your strength be. God, I thank you that I have the strength today to to actually get up out of bed and to, to go about my day and to do what I need to do. But the last one, I'll mention is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Some of you maybe have memorized it. Three things in a row. He says, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. See, I think as as I've been pointing out in these verses, that's the path to peace, this this prayer and thanksgiving is the path to the peace. Sometimes we just pray and pray. Why isn't it in change? Why isn't, you know, why isn't it getting better? I've got no peace. I've got no peace. But have I said thank you to the Lord for the fact that I'm actually alive today? That, that he has saved me? There's a, a passage in uh, Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 where the writer there says, you know what? I am so depressed. He doesn't use those exact words, but this is what he's saying. I'm so downcast. My soul is downcast. He's, he's kind of speaking to himself. Why are you so downcast, oh, my soul? But it's interesting, in, in Psalm 42, it also says, I used to go. I used to go with all the people, and we'd go and we'd give thanks. And now look at him. I think there's a connection there, do when we, when we leave all the, the thanksgiving aside, we're going to end up there. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, how many of you have heard of him? He, he was killed for his faith. But he said these words, he says, it's only with gratitude that life becomes rich. It's only with gratitude that life becomes rich. And I, and I think that's true. And this guy, he faced persecution. He faced, you know, extremely hard circumstances. It's not just peace when, you know, everything is going well and everything is smooth. Luke chapter 17, Jesus healed 10 lepers. What happened with that situation? Only one came back to say thank you. Only one. Are you and I the one? Are we the nine just, oh, yeah, that's what I deserve. I read this, an ungrateful person is like a hog under a tree eating acorns, but never looking up to see where they came from. Never looking up to see where they came from. Where did anything come from in our lives? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I... I want to share a couple other little things. I found this in a, a different devotional. He says, you can make your life miserable 
by focusing on your problems. Or you can say with the psalmist, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You may not be able to rejoice over the past or over your present situation, but you can rejoice that God has given you the ability to use this day for good. This doesn't mean you must be thankful for all circumstances, but that in every situation you can choose to see something for which to thank God. And, and I, this is the line I, that struck me. It says, he is present in your circumstances. And the more you look for him, the more you will find him. He's there. He's there working in the situation. He's working in our lives. And, and uh, if we look, we'll find him. He hasn't left us. He hasn't for, forsaken us. In all circumstances, he is there. I talk and, and quote often from a guy named Matthew Henry, the English commentator. He was a pastor. He was a teacher and, and just an incredible guy. And uh, it says that one day he was attacked by thieves, right? And he was robbed of his purse. He had a man purse. And it said he wrote these words in his diary. Let me be thankful. First, I was never robbed before. Second, although they took my purse, they didn't take my life. Third, although they took my all, it was not much. And fourth, let me be thankful because it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. You know, to be thankful, even in the midst of something like, you know, terrible that happens to us in our lives, but you got to look for it. He didn't walk away saying, oh, thank God I got robbed. But he had to stop and think about it, consciously developed and deliberately cultivated. We're going to play a video here in a second. Really, thank you for the blood applied and it's an incredible song we're going to learn it and sing it actually ourselves but we're going to play it first and i think you'll find it uh you know really a blessing because of all that god has done for us he's brought us out of darkness into his glorious light well let's pray and let's just take a moment before we watch that and and kind of lay this out god you know my life my worries my anxiety my fear my life my peace or my lack of peace, my thanksgiving, maybe my lack of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving isn't just a turkey, right? Thanksgiving isn't just having the Lord's Supper, though that's wonderful. But thanksgiving is, is being mindful of the favor that God has given, the grace that God's given to you and me. Oh, Father, we, we come before you, Lord, and we confess that we are... We're sinful, selfish people, and, and, and we, we, so often we are not mindful of the favor. That even in this dark world, Jesus, you said that, you know, in the world we'll have tribulation, pressure. But be of good cheer because you have overcome the world, and, and that we can be thankful for. You have overcome this world. And one day we'll see it. One day we'll know it. One day we'll feel it and understand it. 
But right now, we can still thank you. We can thank you in the dark times. We can thank you in the bright times. We can thank you when our car breaks down. When stuff goes wrong at work. We can thank you when our families are having lots of troubles and trials, when we're all broken up. If we look for you, we'll find you. I know that, Lord. And you're working all things for our good. Help us to remember these words, the scripture, the, the passages that uh, your Holy Spirit would, would bring back to our remembrance, even in the midst of the dark times. Maybe right now in your heart, you, you just say thank you. I'm having a hard time, but thank you. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're working all things for good. Thank you that one day I'm going to be in your presence and see you face to face and there'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more worry, no more pressure. Thank you for that, Lord. I know what's coming. Lord, may we all surrender to you as Lord, as God, as King. Pray for any here, maybe, or any watching that that don't know you as as Lord and King, that today you would surrender and give your life to him. Because he is the only one that can give you the true peace. Peace with God and the peace of God. Just open your hearts right now and and give give yourself to Jesus. Ask him into your life, into your heart. Say, Jesus, please, please come into my life. I need peace. I need hope. I need life. In Jesus' name.